This is episode number 306, The Perils of Comparison. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about high performance and well-being, and I'm your host, Sonia. And if you're new around here, I am a world and multi-time national champion in mountain biking, and I still race professionally. I'm a health and mental performance coach, a writer, a mom of two little kids, and I own my own business. And if you're not new around here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're back, and I'm so grateful that you are a part of this awesome community and that we get to learn and grow together. Thanks for hanging out with me today. On the first week of each month, I like to do a solo episode where I dive into a topic. And sometimes it's a topic that I've already explored in my newsletter. You can go to sonyalooney.com slash newsletter if you're interested in checking that out. But it's a topic I'll, ha- I'll have explored in my newsletter or a topic that I'm currently exploring and want to go deeper on. And I like this impetus to continue my personal growth and then to be able to share it with you. I'm really excited that it's finally summer here. It's been such a crazy year with weather, and I know that weather can be a really funny thing, and focusing on the weather is a funny thing, but it's just nice to go outside and feel warmth. And with that comes my first race back in three years on the horizon here, and I'm really excited about it because it's a celebration of all of the hard work and the consistency that I've done over the last three years. If you're not familiar with me or my podcast or any of the work that I've done, I had a baby in March 2020, literally on the day of COVID lockdown. And then I live in Canada, so the border was closed the next year, so I couldn't leave and go race after having my baby, even though I had been training and was ready to get back out there. And then because of the border was closed, we thought, well, if we're going to expand our family, now is the time to do it. So I got pregnant again, and I had my second child in March of 2022. I've been working really hard trying to get in as much quality training as I can and also try and balance that with being around my family as much as possible and working all while not really having very good childcare support here. Where we live in Squamish, it's, it's a big problem here for many families, especially families of young kids. So A lot of uh, families are struggling to find time for themselves and to carve out that time to make everything work in their lives. The race that I'm going to be doing is my first race back is going to be a doozy. It is the High Cascades 100, which is part of the National Ultra Endurance Series in the U.S., and it's in Bend, Oregon. It's a race I've been wanting to do for several years, but I tend to prioritize stage racing over 100 milers, and I would always be going to a stage race or preparing for a stage race in July. So I'm really excited about this opportunity to go to this race, and I also just really enjoy going to Bend, and I like the community there. It's a really interesting place to be. I got pregnant when I was basically at the peak of my career, and honestly, I was also really burnt out with all the races I was doing. And whenever I go back and look in my phone at my life, kind of pre-kids and pre-COVID, it just seems like a different world. And I'm really excited to jump back into that. But I'm also jumping back in with a renewed love for racing. And I don't know exactly what it's going to look like on race day. I've been doing some really good training, and I'm really encouraged by the numbers and how I've been feeling in my long rides. But The truth of it is that I haven't raced in three years. So I'm going in with curiosity. I'm going in with an open mind, but I'm also insanely competitive. So I'm going in trying to win and we'll see how that plays out. This race is meaningful to me because it's a celebration of the fact that no matter what, I kept showing up and keep showing up is 
one of my personal philosophies because I think it's so important to just give yourself a chance to be your best for the day or maybe you're not your best for the day, but just to give yourself a chance in your life. And consistency is one of my top values. And whenever you show up, you're being consistent. Doing imperfect work consistently is way better than just waiting for the perfect moment to have that breakthrough and then only focusing on that. My friend Ann Guzman calls that imperfect progress. And in fact, that's the title of her podcast. So I'm committed to imperfect progress. This race is also meaningful because I've been through the ringer. I've lost a lot of sponsors over the last couple of years with having kids and then being stuck in Canada. So I've had resilience to just keep going and to keep believing in myself. And and I also have gotten some new sponsors over the years, which is great. But I just have had to keep believing in myself. And that is really hard sometimes whenever you're sleep deprived, when your identity is shifted, when your life as you know it completely turns on its head and changes. So I'm really proud that I've been able to keep believing in myself and to fight through those days where I want to quit. And there's been a lot of those, not in the more recent future, but last year was a really hard year. I also had to deal with an injury in June. In fact, my first race back was supposed to be in June. I had two races on the calendar and I had to postpone those because I had a wrist injury from taking care of my kids, believe it or not. And it's called mommy wrist. And I my wrist was actually hurting in a different spot than that mommy wrist spot, but it was so bad that I couldn't mountain bike for about a month. So I was doing a lot of road riding on dirt roads near my house. And while I really love mountain biking, and that is my number one thing that I like to do, I really enjoyed exploring the dirt roads by my house because I wouldn't have done that otherwise. And I've also got to enjoy a different type of fitness building from doing that. There's always an opportunity in every type of change or setback or just when things don't go to plan, but you just have to be willing to look for them. Before we get into it today, I just wanted to mention that I have an apparel company called Moxie and Grit. It's M-O-X-Y and grit.com. And I haven't talked about it in a while, but it is still uh, going and people are still purchasing fun socks that they take on their adventures. Some of them have expletives, but I just like to make, make people smile and grab for that pair of socks that fits their mood for the day and maybe gives them an extra boost to go out and have fun and maybe even try a little bit harder than they have in the past. And I noticed that people have also been purchasing t-shirts lately. So thank you so much for supporting Moxie and Grit. I've been doing that company, gosh, I think it's probably been closer to five years. I need to look and see how long that's been going on. But that's been a really fun thing to just see people enjoying and seeing people go out there with their fun socks and apparel. Something else of interest is the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy, which is my mental skills course for athletes. And I've taken all of the things that I've learned through my years of research and then actually applying it in real life at all of these really hard races I've done around the world and distilling it down into how you can apply that not only to racing, but to your life. And you can find that at moxieandgrit.com or you can find that at sonyalooney.com. That is the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy. And it's a video course. All right. So let's talk about the perils of comparison. One of my most interesting realizations over the years is that I am at my best when I'm living in the present moment, and I am at my worst when I'm comparing myself. And that sounds really simple, but being able to figure that out about myself took a little bit of time. I had been doing meditations asking myself, when am I at my best? And just asking yourself, when am I at my best? Sometimes that can be really hard to answer. And sometimes you could even say, when am I at my worst? And then you can backpedal from there. 
So I was doing these meditations asking, when am I at my best? And I was also doing meditations on comparison. And I wanted to learn more about it because it's part of being human to compare ourselves to others. The human mind compares so that it can make predictions about the future. So there's a good reason why we make comparisons. But comparison can actually be a positive thing. However, it can also be detrimental to happiness and lack of fulfillment. And I think that that happens a lot of the time because we don't have awareness around when we're comparing or why we're comparing or what that's doing to us. And that said, sometimes comparing can inspire us to be better and to achieve another level or to get ideas or even to reach out to somebody that might change our lives. So comparison isn't all bad. But as I mentioned, one of my most interesting realizations is that I'm at my best when I'm living in the present moment. And I am at my worst when I am comparing myself in this deprivation, lacking mindset. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might have listened to my two podcast episodes with Dr. Judson Brewer. Dr. Judd is a neuroscientist, and he is also a psychiatrist who studies human behavior and habit change. And he talks about habit loops. And I've noticed that whenever I don't feel like I'm enough, that's whenever I look around externally to start comparing myself. So that's my habit loop. Don't feel like I'm enough. Go online start comparing myself, and then that makes it worse and it becomes a self-perpetuating problem. And then comparing without awareness leads to feeling like we are not enough whenever we are comparing to try to feel like we're enough. So it's this really nasty cycle. Another sort of landmine with this is even comparing to a previous version of ourselves because that can be problematic because it's unrealistic sometimes. Sometimes we have different inputs in our lives. Sometimes We just can't be what we were 10 or 20 years ago because our lives are completely different. So you have to tread with care whenever you're comparing to a previous version of yourself. A lot of times we'll say, well, I'll compare to the best version of myself. And I think that that is a great benchmark to have. But if all the variables are completely different, then it might be an unreal expectation to have too. I'll give you some examples. An easy example of how we compare is often how we compare a present experience with a former experience and then feel dissatisfied with how or where we are now. This can be something like comparing your fitness now to where you were when you were at the top of your gain. But like I said, maybe life is really different. And if I looked at myself even a year ago and said, I'm going to compare myself to the very best version that I ever have been, That's setting myself up to feel really discouraged because I wasn't able to train at the level that I was training at because I had, well, number one, I was pregnant, but being a mom of one or two little children and everybody has varying levels of support available to them, you might not be able to train the way that you used to. Maybe you have kids, you have a job, you're married now, and you're comparing yourself to where you were maybe in your 20s whenever you didn't have as many things going on. And I do realize that a lot of people in their 20s do have kids and are married and that type of thing. But are you comparing yourself to an unrealistic version of yourself in that moment? And if you are and it feels bad, how can you look at the best version of yourself and be inspired by that best version of yourself instead of discouraged that you're not there? A big part of comparing yourself to a previous version of yourself is acceptance of yourself and some self-compassion to say, I'm showing up and doing the best with what I have now. And it, it, it might not look like it did in the past. And this acceptance piece is not the same as complacency of giving up or just saying, I'm okay with whatever. But if you're resisting what is going on in your life and then you're beating yourself up because of it, because you wish things were different, well, that might not feel the best and that might actually take away from your motivation. 
some other examples, you could be comparing the town that you had to move to to where you used to live. Maybe there are things about a town where you used to live that you really loved, but your new town has other things that you love. So comparing things one-to-one might not even work because they might be different. Another peril of comparison is comparing yourself to somebody else. And I already alluded to that. And I also talked about how that could be, you could look at that as an inspiration. But a lot of times we look at what somebody else is doing, or we look at somebody else and we put a stamp of idealism on them. We think that their life is a certain way, or we think that their achievement has gone a certain way without knowing the full story. And that's why I love long form podcasts is because you get to hear people's stories and you get to hear that we're all human and we're all connected and our human experience is really similar. So whenever we look at somebody that looks extraordinary, we might need to learn more about them to realize that, yeah, maybe they've achieved extraordinary things, but really they are just human, just like us. Oftentimes, somebody who has been extraordinary in their lives in one thing had to give up a lot of things in another area. So we might say, well, this person has been really successful in this area, but then we don't realize what they had to give up to get there. And then we don't take into account what our lives might be like if we had made those same sacrifices as that person. So coming back to the antidote to comparison, here's a quote from the meditation instructor, Jeff Warren, who has been a podcast guest. And I just really love the way that he communicates as a meditation instructor. He says, the antidote to the comparing mind is being truly in the now. The antidote to the comparing mind is being truly in the now. It's realizing you are doing the comparing and then coming back to an anchor in the present moment. So if all the things that I just mentioned, all the examples I gave you, we've all done all those things. If you find yourself stuck in a habit loop of comparison, it's just realizing, number one, oh, I'm, I'm stuck in this habit loop of comparison, or I'm scrolling through my phone, feeling bad about myself because every picture I see, I don't, I don't look like that person, or I don't have as many likes on social media, or whatever, the, whatever it is you're comparing to. It's realizing that you're doing it, and then coming back to an anchor, which could be your breath, it could be looking at something, it could be a mantra, coming back to that anchor in the present moment to take you out of that habit loop. There is also a deep form of acceptance built in, accepting for who you are right now, but it's also okay to have optimism and a growth mindset that you can improve. And as I mentioned earlier, acceptance is not complacency. Acceptance is being okay with right now, but knowing that it can get better too with some effort. An insight from that meditation that I was discussing is that Jeff Warren mentioned, we tend to compare ourselves most when we don't feel like we are enough. So that was a light bulb moment for me. He says, we sometimes miss the value of what's right in front of us. That's one of the ways we find fulfillment by wanting what we actually have. And I love that. The quote he said, that's one of the ways we find fulfillment by wanting what we actually have. There's so much wisdom in that. And I've changed the title of this podcast. I would say this is about how to live a high performance life, but really it's about high performance and well-being because you could have high performance in your life without having well-being. And I think that well-being is almost more important than high performance. And you need well-being as the foundation, as your bedrock before you can find high performance. It's a bigger question to say, how do we want what we actually have without wanting more? I don't think that those are mutually exclusive, but it just comes to asking yourself, when do I feel the most fulfilled in my life? Is it whenever I'm achieving something? Is it when I'm working towards something? Is it the process of mastery? Is it when I'm around people? When do I feel the most fulfilled? And that could be a way to give you a little bit of insight into your own life to actually want what you actually have. Ooh, that was a mouthful. 
Jeff Warren suggests that you ask yourself, what if this exact experience were exactly right? How does having this attitude change things? What if this exact experience were exactly right in all of its imperfection and all of its craziness? Or maybe it is a perfect moment. What if this exact experience were exactly right? What we have right now is actually the reality, not what we're thinking about what we wish we had, not who we wish we were from the past. What we have right now is actually the reality. It is what actually is happening right now. So being able to sit with that, even if it's just for a few moments, matters because that is the present moment. Jeff Warren offers this mantra, which you can come back to. He says, this moment right now is exactly right. This moment right now is exactly right. So you can try that this week. If you find yourself comparing or you find yourself wishing that things were different and you're having a difficult time accepting where you are while holding on to optimism that things will be better, you can just say, this moment right now is exactly right. I talked about comparison rearing its ugly head going online. Whenever we feel like we're not enough, we go online to try to feel like we're enough and then we feel even worse. And that's a terrible habit loop. Growing up, we only had people in our school or on our block to compare ourselves to if you're <laughs> if you're somebody that didn't grow up with social media or the internet like me. So we didn't have thousands and millions of people to compare ourselves to at the blink of an eye. We can just pick up our phone, start scrolling or hop on our computer, and suddenly there are literally an unlimited amount of comparisons that we either consciously or subconsciously take in. So I find that getting away from the online devices and spending time in person, you might still be comparing yourself, but at least you're comparing yourself to less and you're getting a bigger picture of what that looks like if you're spending time in person. And that can help you feel more grounded. That's something that's been a huge shift in my life is that I'm trying to double down and recommit to spending more time with friends and personal relationships because Whenever I get myopically focused, I notice that that is the first thing to go. And noticing that about myself has been really helpful. For example, you might notice this podcast is coming out a little bit late. And that's because I chose to spend time with friends last night instead of work on the podcast. And of course, it's a slippery slope. But it's knowing when to make those calls and when to prioritize relationships and when to prioritize doubling down on your work. Another thing that can help whenever you're getting stuck in comparison is thinking big picture and taking yourself out of that narrow lane of focus with the thing that you're comparing. I love having bike racer friends, but I've also noticed that some of my closest friendships in my life over the years have not been with people who race mountain bikes. And that's kind of funny. I, I, I was not really sure why. And then I realized why. It's because I really enjoy the big picture and the breadth of, of having people around me that have different proclivities or, and just different lives in me because it helps pull me out of that narrow focus. I like being around people that are different from me and that have different goals and different aspirations. Maybe we have the same values, but they're expressing them in different ways. And then that helps get me out of my little narrow lane of focus and helps me just feel more grounded and help me feel more well-rounded because I talk about things that are different too. If you are listening to this and there are some things that have been helpful for you whenever you get stuck in comparison loops, shoot me an email. I have a contact form on my website or share the show on social media. Take a screenshot, share it with your friends or leave us a review just saying what the things are that you do whenever you feel like you're stuck in a comparison habit loop. I'd love to hear them and I'd love to learn from you because... I just do this because I like it and I like learning things, but I definitely don't know everything <laughs> far from it. So whatever you can share with me, I'd love to share that as well. And as always, I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. 
Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so we can see you right back here next week. Bye.